Good morning, everyone. This is episode two of Free America Fight for 1776. I am Dr. Dean, your host. Uh, Before we get started today, let me just say uh, today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel or you have a message you want to share with the world, just think what fun it would be to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online. It can be listed in the major podcast directories like Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. All right, guys. Today we got a lot to talk about. Uh, our first episode was Nasara Gasara. That was the entire episode. It's 35 minutes. We didn't really hit on multiple things. Today I want to hit on a few different topics. First of all, what I want to talk about is XRP. XRP is a cryptocurrency. It's one you don't hear about a lot unless you're very into the cryptocurrency realm it's it's uh it's a new space for people people don't like change i understand that um so a lot of people are hesitant about touching cryptocurrency getting into it they've heard bad things they've heard good things maybe um but either way it's change and a lot of people don't want to mess with it what all that it's it is what it is uh i get it I didn't know a whole lot about cryptocurrency, and I still don't, if I'm being honest. Uh, now, XRP, I know a lot about. Cryptocurrency as a whole, not not particularly. Um, but I didn't know anything about any of them until maybe eight months ago uh, when I started really looking into to everything, started jumping down some rabbit holes, start going and doing research on things. And part of the Nassar Gassar that we were talking about is going to include XRP. Um, The world is moving to a quantum financial system. Whether you like it or not, the days of keeping your money under a mattress safe, they're they're about to be gone. Now, that can be good if you go towards New World Order where the government is literally into every bank, every financial record, they're involved in every bit of it. With Nassara Gassara, that would not be the case. The government would be restoring financial freedom. They would back their ass out of everything. Um, And let me just stop real quick, since I just said a curse word, and I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not going to censor this. There's going to be a few curse words dropped. I'm sorry ahead in advance. Now back to it. They're going to restore financial privacy. They're not going to be involved in all your stuff. So I get not wanting to be have all your money in a, in a computer system, but that's where we're headed. Uh, but the good thing is we're going to be gold backed. We're going to be silver platinum backed. There's going to be precious metal backing versus thin air backing. That's a good thing. Even though it's going to be online XRP, if you wanted to cash it in, will be backed by gold. And if you decided, Hey, I want physical off the internet currency, you trade it in, you could, you can get gold for it in the future. Um, so there is that, but 
the days of keeping stuff under your mattress like that say it's about to be gone. Uh, you're not going to be able to just take money outside of precious metals to places and buy things. Um, and if you think precious metals, if you if you don't think you could go to Walmart in in a few years and buy something with a piece of gold, it, you got just pay attention. They're already installing gold ATMs in Europe. There's there's a couple of them in Europe now, uh, where you can walk up and you can put in money and get out gold. Uh, so I mean it's not technically an ATM, but I think it. I, from what I've read, from what I've looked into, they have that function where you can tie your bank account to it and pull out gold just like you would an ATM. Um, so what I'm getting to, cryptocurrency is going to be the future, whether you like it or not. So you better start looking into it, start researching it, and figure out what you think is going to be the best option for you moving forward. Now, XRP is one of thousands of cryptocurrencies. Now, 99% of cryptocurrencies are going to go away. 99% of them are bullshit tokens. They're called meme coins or, or I don't know. They call them all kind of stuff. But a lot of them are going to go away. There's going to be a few that remain. Each country is going to have their own digital currency. That is being tested right now. China has a digital one. I think that's how you say it, Y-U-A-N, Juan. Um, Russia is starting to test their own digital currency. By the way, Russia has stopped using the dollar, FYI. Uh, France, France last week, so today is July 6th, 2021. Last week, France was basically begging the SEC versus Ripple. Ripple is the company that owns XRP. They were basically begging the SEC to drop this case against Ripple because they want to use XRP as a digital currency for the European Union. That's a big deal, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. The, there, there's so much stuff, but all these countries are testing a digital currency. There is actually already a digital U.S. dollar. The current one, though, however, is ran on a tether network, which is based in China. So essentially, the China there's a Chinese mint of cryptocurrency dollars, uh, but that will go away, and there will be a legitimate U.S. dollar cryptocurrency that comes out of the the U.S. Treasury in the near future. And I'm not saying a couple of weeks could be; um, they could start testing it any day. To be honest with you, but when it becomes fully part of our society i would say within two years easily um so i mean it's coming whether you like it or not now where does xrp play into this everybody who knows anything about cryptocurrency has heard of bitcoin if you paid attention at all china has banned bitcoin other countries have banned bitcoin they're they're moving mining equipment mining is a whole th- crazy thing they literally mine cryptocurrencies on the internet Uh, it's hard to explain mining but it is a thing where people can search the internet break algorithms and find cryptocurrency basically hidden on the internet anyway they they've moved all this mining equipment from china and other countries they're moving it to the united states to mine it here 
the fact that all these places are banning Bitcoin. You have companies saying Bitcoin is not eco-friendly because it uses massive amounts of energy to use for anything, just to mine it, to do a transaction with it, everything. It's massive amounts of energy. Uh, Bitcoin is going to go way down, if not go away completely. Uh, so XRP is built to be the bridge currency of the future. Like I said, every country is eventually going to have their own cryptocurrency, the digital dollar, digital one, digital Deutschmark. You know, they don't have Deutschmarks anymore, but the uh, digital euro, uh, digital pounds, you know, you get what I'm saying. Every country is going to have their own digital. XRP is going to be the bridge currency between all of those. So if you wanted to change from a U.S. dollar to a pound in the U.K., you can transfer it to XRP and then transfer XRP to pound. Now, that's a big deal because you can do that within 10 seconds using XRP. Bitcoin, that would take you six days roundabout. XRP, 10 seconds. It does thousands of transactions per second. The energy usage for XRP is the lowest of every cryptocurrency coin out there. It is the absolute lowest that you could go. So it is the most eco-friendly. Uh, it's built for that, to be that bridge currency. Cross-border payments, it's built to do that. So it's, just, it's essentially the same thing. They're transferring one currency to another across international lines. Now, if you're familiar with the SWIFT system, the SWIFT is the banking system that is used for international payments right now. If, uh, if a bank in the United States sends money to a bank in Asia, there's a huge risk involved with that through the SWIFT system because they'll credit the bank in Asia that money not knowing for sure if the money is in the bank in the United States. And it takes a week or more through the SWIFT system to do that. XRP would replace the SWIFT system. And SWIFT has already acknowledged this. They, they have come out publicly and acknowledged, yes, our technology is old and takes long. And XRP is going to be a big problem for us in the near future. Uh, they've already acknowledged this. So, XRP would make that same transaction from the United States to Asia in a few seconds. That saves the banks a lot of risk, which means the money that they have hold up to back things and make sure their ass is covered, they can now release a lot more of that into society because they're having they're experiencing less risk with transactions like that. And it's completed. Within a few seconds, so there's a lot less fees required to send money like that. There's a lot, like I said, a lot less risk and a lot more convenience for the banks, for the people sending the money, everything, all around. It's a huge deal. XRP is built to do that. Now, XRP right now, let me see, it's trading very, very, very low. Even what it has, even the capabilities that it has at this very moment, XRP should be double-digit range minimum, 10, 10 to 
Right now it's trading at 67 cents. Huge, huge benefit in XRP right now. Now you heard me mention this SEC versus Ripple case. Again, Ripple is the company that created XRP. They're, they've operated as a cryptocurrency for several years now, four plus years. Um, for whatever reason, politics, uh, but for whatever reason, <laughs> the SEC in December of 2020 decided, hey, Ripple's trading a security. That's not a currency. That's an unregulated security. And they, they decided to sue Ripple, saying that they're selling a security, an unregistered security versus a currency, which they've been operating as for years now. The lawsuit is not going good for the SEC. All right. There's already been emails come out a few months back uh, where, where exchanges have talked to the SEC about listing XRP as a currency. And the SEC is like, yeah, it, go for it. So they essentially acknowledged that it was a currency with these exchanges. The, the head of the SEC at various times, excuse me, has acknowledged and called it a currency. Uh, they, it's not going good for the SEC. There's so much. Every, every motion the SEC has filed, just about, with the, with the exception of a couple, has been denied. Um, the SEC got caught going without telling anybody, going to foreign exchanges. Now, if you don't know what an exchange is, it's, it's basically an app or a website that hosts all of these cryptocurrencies. They list them on an exchange, and you can go on and buy. Kind of like uh, TD Ameritrade or uh, what's another one? It, exchanges for stocks. You can get an app. You can go on them. You can look at the stocks. You can buy and sell them. Same thing with cryptocurrency. So the SEC got caught without telling anybody going to the foreign exchanges and asking them about XRP and their dealings with XRP. And they got in a little bit of trouble for that by the judge, but the judge allowed them to keep doing that. Except the problem is a lot of the foreign exchanges are like, no, screw you. We don't have, we're not under any obligation to give you anything. We're, they're foreign to the United States. They don't have to, cooperate with the SEC. Uh, so they're not getting much from that. Ripple, however, is winning just about every motion that they file. They filed a motion to make the SEC show their documents regarding Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are two of the major cryptocurrencies, if you don't know, uh, so they can see how the SEC regards those versus Ripple. And if there's any difference if there's not any difference, then what are we talking about here? There shouldn't be a lawsuit. If there is a difference, then why are we only suing Ripple? You see what I'm saying? So either way, the SEC looks stupid by handing over those documents when they do, which is why they haven't handed over the documents yet. They've rejected the judge twice. Finally, the judge said it again, and they that she gave them like 30 days, and, and it looks like something may come of that. But, yeah. Big deal. SEC's not doing good in this case. Ripple's doing very good. Um, and actually, last week, there were rumors that a settlement did happen behind closed doors. 
don't know for sure yet. But once a settlement happens and it's announced, it's going to be huge because XRP is going to go from the $0.67 cents it's trading at right now. Probably, and I'm not a financial analyst, so just telling you guys that right now, but I've studied this one. I've listened to a lot of guys who are watching this who know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, but what they're projecting, just from a settlement, 10 to $50 range for XRP. It's at $0.67. Cents. 10 to $50 range within minutes after a settlement is announced is what they're expecting. That's just from a settlement being announced. The details of the settlement could be different things. What they're thinking is going to happen is that the settlement is going to set a price and make XRP basically a stable coin, which means it doesn't change its value. It doesn't operate like a stock anymore. It doesn't go up or down. They set a price and they would set a very, very high price, like 10 to $35,000 range per coin. So it's at 67 cents. Imagine if it was set at $10,000 a coin, huge, huge markup on whatever you buy. Um, but the reason that they would do that, because they want XRP to be an institutional coin, not a retail coin. Like I said earlier, the banks want a system they can use to quickly send money without, with minimal risk and be quick about it. XRP would be that coin. That's why they want it to be an institutional coin. Now, one thing about XRP, for every transaction, it burns, I think it's 0. .00. Zero one XRP goes away forever. So eventually XRP will cease to exist. If it stays at 67 cents, there's a lot more transactions that can happen. But if they set the price at 10,000, they're not transacting as much XRP and it doesn't burn as much. Essentially. I mean, it, it slows the burn rate way, 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 way down that way and if they make it an institutional coin there won't be near as many transactions either so big deal and it makes sense that they would set a very high price they're also talking about just banning it as a retail coin altogether so people who own it right now if they go to ban it as a retail coin even if they don't set a price it's going to be very 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 worth your while because those banks are going to want that back and you can sell it to them for a lot. But that's one thing of the sentiment. They're saying XRP is likely to be set at a very high price because of all that that we just talked about. Second thing, possibly part of the sentiment, is burning away a certain amount of XRP. Now, XRP, part of the problem with them that, that most people see as a problem is that Ripple holds about half of all the XRP in an escrow account. So they could devalue XRP very easily by just dumping their escrow account on the market. That's a very big concern for a lot of people, understandably. They have a schedule that they are, they're on right now on putting it out. But that's a very big worry for a lot of people. 
so they want to, they want to, the, the, the people that are looking over this case are saying they're probably going to want to burn away that escrow account. So that would be about half of XRP completely gone. Now there's a hundred billion XRP. That's it. That's the cap. There's no more than a hundred billion. And there's technically less than that because there have been transactions already. So like I said, it's burning away a little bit with a transact with each transaction. So about half in escrow, they they may burn it away completely. Well, if you take that much XRP and burn away half of it, whatever's left is automatically more valuable. That's a big deal. Makes it so it's worth your while to go buy XRP right now. That alone right there should tell you, I, I should go put a little bit of money into this. You don't even have to, 67 cents, you don't even have, you could put $200 in it, and if it was set at $10,000, that's enough to change your life right there. $200 worth at 67 cents a coin. It's not a very bad or very risky investment to be perfectly honest with you. And again, I'm not a financial advisor, but if you look at these things, it has nowhere to go but up. I mean, it can go back down a little bit. It's going to fluctuate right now a little bit, especially until this case is done. But once the case is done, it's it's up. Uh, but, so those are the settlement options. They either set a price or they burn away half of XRP or they do both. That's another settlement that they're, they're talking about. SEC does not want this case to go to to discovery, to hearings, trial, all that stuff, because they know they're going to lose. They are in a super tight spot right now, and if they go further than what they are right now and Ripple kicks their ass in court, now there's a precedent, and they can't go after other cryptocurrencies. If it settles, they can. They want to settle. Trust me, they want to settle. Uh, and like I said, there's there's rumors as of last week that they did settle. Rumors only, not confirmed. Now, if I've piqued your interest enough on XRP, apparently you can buy it on Crypto.com right now. I have not used that. I tried to use it. I didn't like the setup, uh, so I backed out. Uh, but I buy XRP on an app. They have, you can go to the website too, but I buy it on an app called Uphold. Um, let me let me pull up what what it looks like. It's a green app. It's got a little hot air balloon thing on it. Uh, it's called Uphold. One word. So that's, that's the easiest place, in my opinion, to buy it if you're in the United States right now. If you're out of the United States, probably not that very hard to buy right now. But in the United States, since the SEC is a United States agency, a lot of these exchanges within the United States have delisted XRP until this case is completed. So it's very hard to buy. So Uphold or Crypto.com. And Crypto.com I'm not positive about, but that's what I've heard. 
XRP you can buy there or uphold. I know you can buy it on uphold. I've done it quite a bit. Um, I hope everybody had a good Fourth of July weekend. Lots of lots of stuff come out this weekend. Lots of news. Trump had his rally Saturday. Unfortunately, I was out in BFE. Uh, hopefully, you guys know what BFE is. <laughs> I was in BFE. I had no service. Couldn't watch it. I've seen some good uh, clips from it. But a lot of stuff happened this weekend. There are fires in Iraq right now burning. They've, they've had attacks uh, towards the U.S. Embassy. Just a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff. But the biggest thing I would say that came out this weekend is... November 3rd in Maricopa County, they had a security breach <laughs> and they had, they now, we now, we now, we, the good guys now have proof that secretary of state Hobbs and other people within the board of supervisors knew about this breach. They knew about it and kept it from the public. Uh, <laughs> Makes you wonder why she's freaking out about this audit. If she knew about a breach, knew there's a potential of fraud, she went ahead and certified the state anyway, which is a it's, it's kind of it's like signing a forging a government form, knowing you're forging it or lying on it, times a thousand. I mean, she certified a state, and she knew that there was a security breach. That is insane. Uh, the audit is going still. They're they're kind of rechecking things. They're not recounting everything, but they're relooking over it. They're double checking their numbers to make sure that they have everything right. Uh, the an Arizona state senator, I can't remember his name. He was retweeted by Wendy Rogers, who is another Arizona state senator, and she is awesome. She's the one that told the DOJ. If you come to Arizona and start messing with our ballots, you touch our ballots, you're going to an Arizona jail. Boom. <laughs> she knows her constitution. Constitution says states have full authority, full autonomy over their elections. DOJ, DOJ has no authority. They can't be stepping in. They're not allowed. Uh, but anyway, Wendy Rogers retweeted the guy. I can't remember his name. But he said, this is an Arizona state senator, said that there have been a large discrepancy found. He did not give a number, but there have been a large discrepancy found of ballots. So from what was certified versus what they actually counted, huge deal. Huge deal. And where this came from is Stephen Richard, the Maricopa County uh, recorder. He sent a letter to a voter whose name is wiped out on the letter, uh, but thank you, voter, whoever sent this in. I'm just going to read it verbatim to you. Dear voter, I am writing to inform you of a recent security incident involving your voter record. This past November, an unauthorized individual gathered voter information from our website. Our IT security department immediately identified the attack and successfully took steps to stop the activity. The information acquired did not contain sensitive personal information such as social security numbers or driver's license numbers. Only the information on your voter ID card, such as your name, 
address, political party, and voter ID. That's pretty sensitive information. An example of your voter ID is enclosed. Importantly, the information obtained does not identify you as a protected voter, and there is no way for the individual to determine your stat status from the information obtained. At this time, we have no reason to believe that the unauthorized individual has shared or disclosed any of the information. The case has been passed on to the appropriate law enforcement authorities, and our office immediately put security measures in place to prevent this from occurring in the future. If you have any questions or concerns, please call us at 602-506-2543, in case you want to call Stephen Richard. Uh, Stephen Richard, Maricopa County Recorder. So that's the letter. Now we know why Katie Hobbs is freaking the hell out. Democrats believe that she's not, that she's just trying to uphold democracy. Bullshit. She's freaking out because she knows what, what she did is treason, and she knows what the possible punishment for treason could be. Uh, she doesn't want the audit results to come out at all. If they come out, she goes down. She loses her bid for governor. In fact, she's probably disqualified from running for governor at that point. Um, and she, very minimum, goes to jail. So she doesn't want her to come out. And, and newsflash for people that might hear this who are, are, are not objective or thinking clearly. Guilty people freak out when there's an investigation into something that could prove them guilty. Innocent people do not freak out when there's an investigation into something they did because the investigation will prove them innocent. Just saying. Katie Hobbs is spazzing the hell out. And if she wants you to believe that this is a Republican-run audit and it's it's not transparent, and the results will mean nothing. It's a 24-7 live stream audit ran by Republicans, Libertarians, and Democrats. When I, mean, when I say ran by, I mean the volunteers who are in there doing the audit are members of all parties, which is more than they gave us when they counted the ballots in November. It's being conducted by all parties just so happens that Republican senators approved and started the audit. But it is the most transparent audit, the most full-fledged, legitimate audit in probably world history of a vote. Uh, and it absolutely is the gold standard. So, Katie Hobbs is freaking out. As well she should. Now, let's get away from the audit for a minute. What I want to do is talk about a couple more things real quick. First off, this is kind of a little side note. We're just jumping around a little bit. In the future, if you guys have anything that you want me to cover specifically on these podcasts, I'm happy to take suggestions. You can email me at ptpatriot86 at gmail.com. Uh, if you follow me on TikTok, there it's P.T. Dean, D-E-A-N, 86. Um, anywhere you can contact me, if you want me to talk about something specific on the podcast, please shoot it to me. I'm taking suggestions. I will try my best to cover it as soon as I can after you bring it up. But 
Today, jumping around a little bit, audit. Another thing that I want to bring up is the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I've been hearing a lot here in the past couple weeks about the Joint Chiefs of Staff, how they're corrupt and our military is corrupt because they're running the military and blah, 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 blah. I want to point this out real quick, fairly quick. The Joint Chiefs of Staff have no command over the military. Boom, I just blew your mind. People don't know that. So right now, either your mind is blown or you're arguing with me in your head. Or maybe out loud. I don't know. But I'm going to read this to you. This is from the Joint Chiefs of Staff actual website. You can go look this up. It's it's there. And I encourage you to look up everything that I say or that anybody else says because you should not believe everything you hear. You should question everything you hear. And then you should double check and triple check everything you hear and go down rabbit holes and learn. But from the Joint Chiefs of Staff actual website. Today, the Joint Chiefs of Staff have no executive authority to command combatant forces. The issue of executive authority was clearly resolved by the Goldwater-Nichols DOD Reorganization Act of 1986. That's 35 years ago that this happened. They had their executive authority removed. In this act, it says, The secretaries of the military departments shall assign all forces under their jurisdiction to unified and specified combatant commands to perform missions assigned to those commands. The chain of command, however, runs from the president to the secretary of defense and from the secretary of defense to the commander of the combatant command. So what the Joint Chiefs of Staff actually do, they put people in command positions but they have no direct command over the military. Besides that, what they do is advise the Secretary of Defense, the President, Congress, whoever, and being the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I'm sure most of their advisements or recommendations are, are taken. Uh, but again, they have no direct command. Now, if you think the Joint Chiefs of Staff are corrupt and that our whole military is corrupt because the Joint Chiefs of Staff are corrupt, you're mistaken. General Milley is clearly a freaking woke idiot. Um, and he's one of the corrupt ones, but there's always a couple in every group. He proved what he is last week or the week before with it, with his statements. If the, all the joint chiefs of staff together were corrupt, this is a very good example to me. Anyway, general Michael Flynn's little brother would not have been put in charge of Pacific forces. If all the joint chiefs of staff are corrupt, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good commander. They know he is General Flynn's little brother. They would never have put him in that command if they were completely corrupt. So there's that. Now, jumping to another topic, what I want to hit real quick, and then I'm going to call it good for today. I want to talk about this Delta variant of COVID that's that's being pushed right now, that's trying to scare the shit out of everybody. The Delta variant has a 0.1% case fatality rate that is identical to the flu. The case fatality rate is always higher than the infection fatality rate. The infection fatality rate for, excuse me, for Delta variant is also the same as flu. What does this mean? It means the Delta variant is essentially the flu. <clears throat> the 
the main symptoms of the Delta variant are basically like headaches and sinus issues. <laughs> and they're trying to use that to scare people into getting the vaccine because they're begging us, Cam- Camel Toe Harris begging us to get it didn't work. And really quick side note there. If you haven't seen her begging us to get the vaccine, if you watch that, that clip, it really seems like she's begging us for fear of her own life. That's just a, an observation that I had. It didn't seem just like, oh, please go get it because I care about you. It seemed like, oh, please go get it or they're going to kill me kind of begging. Uh, go look at that clip. Go look that up if you have it. You take it how you want. That's how I took it. That's what it seemed like to me. But the begging didn't work. The bribery didn't work. Nobody wants to get this vaccine. Nobody with half a brain. Um, And now they're trying to scare people with the Delta variant to go get it. Don't go get the vaccine. All right. Ultimately, we all have to make our own health decisions. It's not the government's job to make our health decisions for us. We are adults. We can make our health decisions for us. It's not our concern to worry about everybody else. I'm a parent. I have to worry about mine, my wife's, and both of my boys' health. That's it. It's not my job to worry about the health of everybody in society. If it was, what I would do is get rid of fast food restaurants. Get rid of soda companies. I I would actually make sure people were healthy. I would only allow grocery stores to sell healthy food and drinks. Because the root of most problems is from poor nutrition and lack of physical activity. (laughs) So I would promote physical activity and get rid of everything unhealthy. But the government doesn't really give a damn about your health. In fact, they push McDonald's to help promote the vaccine. So that's that's absurd. If you believe the vaccine is actually for your health and the health of society, you're brainwashed. The government has convinced you that it's for everybody else. You're brainwashed. If it, if it was a vaccine and it worked, I mean, very simply, if it's a vaccine and it works and you get it, then you have nothing to worry about. If it doesn't work, then why did you get it? Just think about that. I mean, seriously, objectively, think about the vaccine if you're one of those that pushes it like crazy. Uh, Because for one, it it also, not for one, but also it is not a vaccine. Uh, It doesn't fit the definition of a vaccine. It is a gene therapy. A vaccine has genetic material from the virus in it. This does not. We could go down the vaccine rabbit hole for a long time, but I'm not going to do that. Delta variant is nothing significant. Don't let them try to scare you into the vaccine. That's all they're trying to do. Make your own health decisions, guys. All right. That wraps up episode two. Covered a little bit more topics. A little bit longer today. Hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, Again, I really would love some feedback, good or bad. It doesn't matter. Just shoot me some feedback. If you, uh, if you have my contact info, I, I mentioned it earlier, I'll try to remember to put it in the, 
the the episode description. Um, but again, shoot me feedback. Hope you guys have a great week and stay safe out there.